You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Shelly. And I'm Eric, and this is episode 38. Hello, my gruesome addicts. Thanks again for joining us for another case. This case is somewhat new, so there's not a lot of information, but I did my best to research as much as possible. Shout out to Monroe for the case recommendation. I really appreciate it. I can't believe I never heard this case before until it was brought to my attention. Um, So yeah, I wanted to do this one to get the story out there for people like me that didn't know about it. So yeah, so let's just get into this one. Let's do it. The location for this story is Chickasha, Grady County, Oklahoma. The day is February 9th, 2021. 66-year-old Delcy Pye and her husband, 67-year-old Leon Pye, are at home at 214 West Minnesota Avenue. They were watching their four-year-old granddaughter, Chaos Yates, who was just over for the day. Her parents, Taronzo Pye and Tasha Yates, had just dropped off uh, her for just a couple hours um, prior to... 44-year-old Lawrence Anderson coming home with some meat to cook for his family. Lawrence had a history of crime, so he had to stay with his aunt and uncle. That's why he was living there. He came in originally asking for some water and then proceeded to cook the meat with some potatoes and stuff. After he was done, he asked his aunt and uncle Delcy and Leon to eat it, but for whatever reason, they refused to eat it. Whatever, you know, he cooked up this meat and potatoes. This enraged Lawrence for some reason, so he lunged at his uncle Leon and started to stab him over and over again. He then went after four-year-old Chaos and stabbed her as well. The last one in the house was Delcy, so he went after her too, stabbing her in the left eye so hard that it punctured her eardrum, her left eardrum. At this point, Lawrence thought that he had killed you know, his three family members, so he was still in the house when the police received a call from that home, but whoever it was hung up the phone. It's believed to be Delcy. Police made their way over to the house to see what was going on, and they could hear someone yelling for help. After making their way into the home, they find Delcy still alive, so she was rushed to the hospital. But unfortunately, 67-year-old Leon Pye and 4-year-old Chaos Winter Rain Yates died from their stab wounds. Just horrifying. Police found Lawrence in the home uh, throwing up into like some pillows and stuff, so they arrested him for the murders that day. About three hours later, they took Lawrence to the University of Oklahoma Medical Center for quote-unquote treatment. I did read that it was from undisclosed injuries, but like it makes me wonder if maybe he had taken something or he was on something. He was was like throwing up and stuff too. Yeah. Maybe he was like blackout drunk and I don't know. And that's why, you know, that's what I'm assuming. That's why he took him to the medical center instead of, you know, jail right away. Uh, So anyway, while he was there, he actually confessed not only to the murder of Chaos and Leon, but his neighbor, 41-year-old Andrea Blankenship. You see, before he made his way over to his aunt and uncle's home, where he had been staying, Lawrence went over to the neighbor's, Andrea Blankenship's home across the street, I believe. He did not know this woman. He broke into her home from the back door. Once inside her house, he stabbed her to death, and then he cut her heart out. And that's when he brought it over to his aunt and uncle's home and cooked it up with potatoes and attempted to feed it to them before attacking them. I know. How do they know not to eat it? I don't know. For some reason, I maybe, yeah, they had a weird feeling about it or whatever, but they're like, no, I'm not eating this. But yeah. And thank God they didn't eat it. 
Autopsy reports later stated that she was, Andrea was stabbed almost 40 times. Some of those stab wounds were to her left eye and her stomach, and most of her heart was removed. After Lawrence was arrested, it was later stated that the reason behind cooking her heart and trying to feed it to his family was, quote-unquote, to release the demons. Thankfully, Dulcie did end up surviving the attack, but she is now blind in her left eye and deaf in her left ear. In court, Lawrence cried a lot and asked the judge to not give him bond. He also stated, quote, on or about the 9th day of February 2021 in Grady County, Oklahoma, I, Lawrence Paul Anderson, killed chaos winner Rain Yates by stabbing her with malice aforethought. I also, with malice aforethought, killed Leon Pye by stabbing him to death. I lastly killed Andrea Glenn Blankenship by stabbing her and inflicting mortal wounds with malice aforethought. Also, on or around about the day, the ninth day of February 2021, in Grady County, Oklahoma, I stabbed Delcy Pye with a knife with felonious intent and to cause her bodily harm. I also committed the crime of maiming with the intentional design to injure, maim, and commit maiming on the body of Delcy Pye by gouging out the eye, unquote. He did plead guilty to all charges, and just recently on Wednesday, March 15th, 2023 of this year, Lawrence Paul Anderson was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So... This is the thing that really pisses me off about this case and about Lawrence. Uh, he had just been released from prison three weeks prior to the murders. A woman by the name of Kelly Doyle and a man by the name of Adam Luck were on the pardon and parole board in which Lawrence had applied for clemency. They both agreed he should be released along with hundreds of other inmates. According to Oklahoma.gov, quote, on November 1st, 2019, Governor Kevin Stitt signed the largest single day commutation in U.S. history, commuting the sentence of 523 nonviolent low-level offenders that were recommended by the Pardon and Parole Board, unquote. Nonviolent and low-level offenders, is it? But these are the crimes that Lawrence committed prior to the murders of Andrea and his family members starting back in 2006. But before I go into that, we're going to play a little clip of this Kelly Doyle and how she kind of got on this pardon parole board. So we're gonna play that right now. I applied for the parole board and it was um, kind of a joke. I was like, then why would they ever pick someone like me who, um, uh, you know, is such an advocate for people coming home and um, an advocate for decreasing the number of people that we have in prison because uh, we are over incarcerating in this state. So we have a, uh, we have a federal pass through grant through the Department of Human Services. And then we also have a contract that we were awarded prior to me getting on the board. So yeah, that was uh, Kelly Doyle, the one that was in on and agreeing that he should be released. So pretty crazy. So on August 31st, 2006, he was convicted of domestic abuse, distribution of a controlled dangerous substance and possession with intent. I guess he had also pointed his gun at his girlfriend as well. In 2011, he was arrested multiple times for distribution of a controlled dangerous substance and possession with intent. Lawrence was selling cocaine in front of an elementary school. Fucking idiot. What put him in jail before the murders was on November 20th, 2017. He was convicted of not only carrying a weapon as a felon, but also bringing in drugs and alcohol into jail with him. 
He was sentenced to 20 years in jail for all of that, but only served 17 before he was released three years early. Kelly Doyle and Adam Luck have since resigned from the Pardon and Parole Board. In a short documentary that I watched, Payne County District Attorney Laura Thomas stated, quote, they are supposed to first look at the criminal history of the offender. They are not listening to victims and they don't want to hear them, unquote. Laura was constantly up against the Pardon and Parole Board that recommended his release. Haley Blankenship is Andrea's daughter, and she stated, quote, she was resilient and very kind. She was filled with so much love, and she cared about everyone so much. I hope he gets the death penalty. I hope that he spends the rest of his life thinking about it until he gets his life taken, just like he took those people's lives, unquote. Haley said that she had spoken with her mother the morning of her murder and continued to text her for three days with no response. And that's when her aunt drove to Oklahoma State University where Haley was attending as a freshman and she showed up to her dorm while she was hanging out with friends to inform her of her mother's murder. Delcy, the surviving victim, stated that she and her husband Leon had been married 50 years and 2021 would have been their 51st anniversary. She said that her children and grandchildren surprised them for their 50th and that was one of the last times they were like all together. So she was really thankful because they took a lot of pictures together and stuff. Delcy said that she was only 16 years old when they had met and they had been together ever since. Delcy stated, quote, I can't sleep at night without having nightmares of that night. Family means everything to me. As my nephew, I don't love you. I don't hate you, even though I can judge you. God will, unquote. Delcy also stated that she believed that her nephew knew what he was doing and that he, if like, if he didn't know what he was doing, he would end up like killing himself, she kind of was saying. And it's just so sad watching her talk about this horrible incident. Like, there's plenty of, like, uh, news articles, and you know, uh, her talking and stuff like that. It's just really sad. It's horrible. Toronto stated about his daughter, Chaos, quote, They're your kids. You love them. You do everything with them that you possibly can. She was full of life. She was everything. She'd make you smile, unquote. In his victim impact statement, he said, quote, I can never walk her down the aisle, and you're to blame for that, unquote. Her mother, Tasha, stated in her um, victim impact statement, quote, in judgment day, I pray your heart is full of fear, just like my baby, my sweet baby's was, unquote. Her statement is the hardest to watch. She's like screaming in court. And I would probably be doing the same thing, but it's just like it's it's horrible. He, she's staring at this. He is like motionless, like emotionless. <laughs> He's like nothing, just staring at them. It's hard. Uh, lastly, according to findagrave.com, chaos loved school. She made friends easily and was a very caring child. She was the best helper and was ready to help. When anyone asked for help, she loved to say, sure. Chaos loved God. She would always say that Jesus lived in her heart. My baby had a light that everyone could see. She was a diamond in the world of coal. We love you, chaos, winter rain. From daddy, you are my baby and forever in my heart. I'm so thankful to have called you daughter. Thank you for every smile you put on all our faces. We will always love you, never forgotten. Papa and God will take care of you. And don't worry, I know you're happy. I love you. I see you getting ready to super beam. That's the, the murders, unfortunately, of Andrea Blankenship, Leon Pye, and Chaos Yates. So gruesome and horrible. And I'm just so sad that he went after his own family. Yeah. Especially a four-year-old. But, yeah, it just seems like he didn't really give a shit in court. So it's really sad really sad i can't believe i never heard it so just want to get that out there for everybody that doesn't know about it so we can remember those that lost their lives definitely. so thank you for listening what's that i just, I just said definitely oh yeah for sure yeah so yeah thanks for listening um 
yeah, I'm always open for, to do cases that you guys want to hear. So thank you again, Monroe, for suggesting it. I really appreciate it. So yeah, until next Monday, stay safe and be aware. Peace.